Welcome to The Lamb and the Scroll, where we unpack scripture using the rich tradition of the church. I'm your host, John Brayer, and in this episode, I'll be using the call of the disciples to offer three reflections on discipleship. All right, thanks for joining me this week. And as I mentioned in the intro, this episode will be focused in on the idea of discipleship. Each of the four canonical Gospels includes at least some sort of description of how Jesus calls his disciples. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, contain relatively consistent accounts, um, although Luke's focuses on one particular aspect of that call story. And John's account is a little bit different. Again, perhaps a little bit unsurprisingly. So what I thought I'd do today is offer you three basic reflections pulled from these stories but thinking bigger picture about what it means to be a disciple. Now, of course, there are many, many reflections we could draw from these stories. So I'll I'll pull three of them and maybe you'll have some others as well as you read the stories. So the first reflection comes from the word disciple itself. The word for disciple comes from a Greek word that quite literally meant to learn and referred to a learner or a student of some sort. I'll link to an article in the show notes that goes into a lot more detail about what biblical discipleship actually looked like. But the main idea for this first point and this first reflection for you today is that to be a disciple is to be a student or a learner. And I think that's an important perspective for you and I to have as we think about our Christian pursuit. It requires us in many ways to be students, to study the words of Christ, to study the teachings of the church, not just to learn them, to memorize them, and then spit them back on some test, but rather to internalize them and to make our life based on them. To be a student requires humility because it requires you acknowledging that you do not know everything. There's actually some freedom in that, in knowing that we don't know everything and acknowledging that. But I think that's an important part of the Christian journey. And this goes back to the movie Rudy, which I cited in a a much earlier episode where Father Kavanaugh talks about the two things that he knows. One, there is a God and two, it's not me. And I think that's what this idea of being a student requires is you stepping back and me stepping back to say, I'm not God and I need to learn from God. It requires that attitude of humility. For the second reflection, I'd like to take us to the Gospel of Luke. In chapter 5 of Luke's Gospel, we have an account of an interaction between Jesus and Simon. And in this account, Simon is shown as a fisherman who is struggling to catch fish. Now, we should keep in mind that Simon is basically a professional fisherman, and so for him to not be catching fish is not a great thing. And in fact, it even gets a little bit more uncomfortable for Simon when Jesus, a rabbi, comes up, comes up to him and says, hey, why don't you cast your net on the other side of your boat? And he protests initially saying, you know, I've already, I've already done that. But then says, at your command, I will lower the nets. And of course, he catches a great number of fish uh, and responds in humility to Jesus. But at the end of this account in verse 11, there's one word that I want to focus us in on. It says that the first disciples left everything and followed him. This required a complete change of their lives. And so for the second reflection I want to offer you today, I want us to focus in on this idea of the disciples leaving everything behind. If you're anything like me, you've got lots of stuff. And the idea of leaving it behind is not one that uh, is easy to think about. But nonetheless, that's what the disciples did. They left everything behind because they realized who Jesus was. He was God. He was not just another rabbi. He was God. And I think we ought to think about this in our own lives. Are we willing to leave everything behind for Jesus? 
For the third reflection, I'm going to focus in on another single word, this time from Matthew's Gospel. So in Matthew's Gospel, his fourth chapter includes a short segment about the call of the first disciples. And in it, we have the famous line where Jesus addresses the disciples and says, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so at this invitation, the two individuals Jesus was addressing, Simon and Andrew, dropped their nets and followed him. Later in this story, Jesus goes to James and John. Jesus invites them. And then the word that I want you to focus on is in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 4, which says, And immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. There's no hesitation here. That word immediately really jumps out at me as I look at this particular verse. There's no hesitation for James and John. This calls to mind for me the phrase paralysis by analysis. Essentially, we're overthinking things, we get stuck, and then we end up not making a decision at all. That's not what James and John do. They immediately made a decision, followed Jesus, and look where that led them. And so I think sometimes we need to trust a little bit more. Trust that God knows what he's doing for us and trust that when we respond positively to his plan, he's leading us somewhere intentionally. We don't necessarily know exactly what the end goal is. In none of these gospels does Jesus lay out the whole story for his future disciples. He doesn't say, if you follow me, then all of these things are going to happen. Here's why this is a good idea for you. No, he simply says, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. They recognize there's something special about Jesus. And so at once or immediately, they follow him. And I'd encourage us throughout this Lent, which again begins today, to think about how we respond to that call. How do we respond to Jesus when he reaches out to us? And so I wish you a happy and blessed Lent. I hope that it's a fruitful time for you. And again, one more reminder that every weekday throughout Lent, I'll be releasing reflections on the Gospel of Mark, which will include both a reading from the Gospel of Mark as well as a short reflective piece at the end. Thank you very much. And again, have a great Lent.